0: It's great to see you. Uh, we don't normally applaud our worship teams um, because actually it's Jesus that we're praising, uh, not the worship team. But you may have noticed resilience was required this morning. Um, dear Dave was playing away, and a string went on the first guitar, and then I provided him with a second guitar, which the battery then went on. Um, so he's he's had a couple of changes to do. So round of applause for our band, please, this morning for keeping going. And it is always Jesus we're praising, but we're thankful for those who serve, aren't we, and enable us to to worship and praise in that way. Um, it's great, really good to see you. And uh, we've we've been talking about, or I've been talking about with one or so others about spiritual gifts over the last a month or two. And uh, this is this is the culmination of it today. And I want to. I'm expecting God for miracles today, that he will turn up and uh, fill people with his Holy Spirit, that he'll give us gifts of the Holy Spirit. But another miracle I'm I'm trusting God for is that I can preach for 15 minutes. Um, So that's the task. And uh, Albert said, wow, I think it was Albert or somebody else did. Um, Albert knows how hard it is to um, achieve a challenge like that. And so today we're going to look at the final part of gifts of the Spirit. And I want, I've got a really simple word to share, because it's not about me and what I share today, but I believe God wants to deposit something in us and stir up a passion and a desire for Him in a new way. And uh, this is the topic today, um, knowing and growing your gifts, knowing and growing your gifts. And we've been looking at these gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit, given by God to us uh, to build one another up, to encourage one another. These are gifts given by God to Christians uh, that they might live and work in the power of the Holy Spirit to serve God everywhere they go. So these don't just apply in church, but these apply outside as well. And we've talked about how Jesus exhibited these because he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, though he's God, he's also a man filled with the Spirit. And he exhibited these different uh, gifts of the Spirit throughout his own ministry over three years, raising up his disciples and and teaching them too. With the exception, we said probably of tongues and interpretation, which we don't see evidence of. But you never know what was there in the um, in his own ministry. But we don't. There's no written evidence of that. But the others, I think we do see all of those. And so we've looked at those and we try to teach into those a little bit. Um, but as I wrap this up today, there's a verse that's stuck in my mind. It's two verses that. I think is really appropriate for us today. And this is the words of Paul to Timothy. Paul, an older man um, than Timothy. Timothy, he describes as a son in the faith, someone that he's invested in and, and taught and raised up and encouraged. And Paul writes this, for this reason, and he's talked about his faith, Timothy's faith, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, Love and self-discipline. That's the verse we're talking about today. And I want to notice a few things, then I want us to pray together. And the few things I want us to notice uh, start with the thought that actually the gift is in Timothy. It's in him, and therefore the gifts God gives are in us. That's the list of gifts just on the screen there, and highlighting this fact that the gift is in Timothy. It's been received. It's been passed over. Fan into flame the gift of God, which is where it's in you. You notice that? The gift is in him. It's not near him. It's not accessible to him. It's not available to him. It's not downloadable if he needs it. It's in him. The gift of God, which is in him through the laying on of hands. So this is accessible to Timothy. He's got a gift. It's spiritual. It's from God. There was a moment when he didn't have it, and now he does, and it's in him. Something's happened which is evident and obvious to Timothy. And it's obvious to those around. It's obvious because both Timothy and Paul know that he's got a gift and it's come from God. Something's happened. Now you might ask, what, what gift has he got? What was the gift? You might be wondering, well, what was it? And maybe I'm going to tell you and I'm not. Because this verse doesn't tell us and neither does the passage around. So I'd be guessing, wouldn't I? I don't want to guess when I'm preaching, so I want to tell you the truth and share truth with together. That's the the point of opening God's word, and we don't know exactly, so anything other than that, I think, is a supposition. Um, But that leads us on to the thought of, well, how do we know that we've got gifts, and what are those gifts? How do we discover them? How do we know which ones we've got? And generally speaking, if we wanted to discover Timothy's gift... As we're looking at this first, if we wanted to stand with Timothy and find out what it was that Paul was talking about, we could have been there at the time when when hands were laid on and he was prayed for. That might have given us an indication because Paul knew what the gift was. Or we could have stood with Timothy and watched him as he went through life and we could have seen the outworking of his life and the fruit of his ministry. We could observe his life and see what changed. What evidence was there? And that's the same guide that we can use in our own lives when we're wondering God what spiritual gifts have you given me number one what happens do I hear from God and give words from God and people receive it as a word from God yes or no if 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 I do maybe God's given me the gift of prophecy do I spend time with people and they're encouraged greatly by me being with them Uh, And and speaking into their lives, into their situations, maybe God's given me a gift of encouragement. You get the the drift of this. Do I pray for sick people and sick people are no longer sick? They're better. Maybe there's gifts of healing at work. It's not difficult, is it, when some of those ones. So you look for the evidence of what God is doing in your life and through your life. How do I know? Well, there's evidence. Secondly, you might think, well, what does it feel like to use those gifts? Do I find not, not am I happy doing it necessarily, but is, do I find certain things easier than some other people seem to? And you may not notice until someone else is telling you how hard they find something and you're reflecting, well I find, find that quite easy actually. And it might be that you're actually operating in an area of spiritual gifting that God has graced you with that others are having to do as a discipline but you're doing out of a, a gift of God that something's easier to you. Thirdly, it might be something that motivates you. What motivates you or discourages you. It may be that you've got a massive passion and compassion for the sick and you're going to be praying for the sick and trusting God for their healing and, and that is an area where you're hoping and trusting that God will gift you in. What motivates you? What discourages you? You can also ask others, what do they see? What do, what do other people see? What do you see in my life? You can, of course, these days go online. There's online tests for everything, aren't there? Um, all sorts of things. But there are a couple of ones that you can do online. Uh, I think this is spiritualgiftstest.com or something like that. Um, and it's, it's, it's okay. The, the downside of these, uh, and, and they're worth doing once you've gone through the other steps, uh, and you've asked others, and you've prayed, and you've reflected, and you've looked at the fruit, and you've seen your motivations, and you've done all of that. Then when you go online and fill out one of these, it can help you just to verify and check. And go, Oh, yeah, that's, that's quite helpful. The downside of these is they're quite general. The other downside is non-Christian people could adequately fill them out and get an answer, telling them what their spiritual gifts is, which kind of shows that anybody can do them and come up with an answer. So it's not a perfect test. So don't rely on that as a starting point. Do the other bits first, and then if you get stuck, you can go to something like that. Secondly, we see this, the laying on of hands. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. It is, of course, perfectly possible to pray and receive the gifts of the Spirit by yourself. But it is also possible, as in this passage, to receive those through through prayer and the laying on of hands. And there's a verse in the book of James which I was really struck with as I was preparing this message, which is a simple verse, and it says, you don't have because you don't ask. You don't have because you don't ask. And I wonder if, actually, for some of us, there's stuff that, We're looking at other people saying, well, they've got that, but we've never asked. And it may just be that today is the day we're going to dare to ask God for something that we haven't asked him for before. So we're going to, simple steps on how you receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. You pray and you ask. You can have someone else pray with you. In both of those situations, we need to trust God and take God at his word. If you're writing notes, write down Luke eleven thirteen. 13. Luke eleven thirteen, 13, and look it up when you get home. It's an incredible verse in a passage about how we can trust God when he gives us the Holy Spirit. He's faithful and reliable. He's not going to give us something fake. He's going to give us something reliable. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit when we ask him. Luke eleven thirteen. 13, it's a lovely passage Jesus teaches us about the reliability of God. God isn't going to give you something that's going to hurt or something that's going to crush or something that's going to destroy. He's going to give you something that will bless. Uh, Next, so what have we got so far? Pray, have someone else pray with you, trust God. Next, take away any pressure to perform. These are spiritual gifts, not spiritual fame-building, profile-building tools. These are spiritual gifts to bless people. So uh, take away any sense of performance of what will I look, will it work, how, how will other people think about me, it's not about impressing people. None of, none of the spiritual gifts are designed to impress. They're designed to be used in love to build other people up. And with some of them, it sounds foolish, doesn't it? If, if you think about some of them, you think, well, let's go to encouragement because I mentioned it earlier. You know, I, maybe you've got a gift of encouragement. And, and the whole purpose of encouragement is to build others up, to give them courage. You wouldn't ever think about that as being a kind of, I, I think I'm the best encourager. You know, I think I think they were really encouraged, and look look how good look, I encouraged them. It just doesn't work, does it? It wouldn't work like that because you're. But yet, with some of them, we kind of get this sense that maybe there's a little bit of a pressure to perform, and we need to take that away. Something like praying for the sick. If you've prayed for a gift of miracles or healing the sick, uh, there's going to be people that you pray for that aren't healed, and that's not a word of doubt. It's it's the reality of the situation. Even Jesus went to certain villages, and it says not many mighty miracles were done. It does add the little footnote, oh, he just healed the sick, you know. Uh, Carried on doing those things that he did. But even Jesus went to some situations and seems that uh, there were these moments where it wasn't quite smooth sailing or plain sailing. So we take away the pressures of the form. We keep looking up to God. We check our own hearts. And this might be a key for some of us today. We check our own hearts. What's going on in here? Do I carry a lack of repentance or a lack of forgiveness? Is there disunity in my own heart? Am I harboring things against others or against God or against myself? What's going on in here? Stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and have a go. Have a go. Try. It might be that you, you, you want to step into praying for people and you're, you're going to stand with someone. You're going to say, um, I, I'm practicing hearing from God, would you mind if I prayed with you yes. as I practice? It takes all the pressure off. Yes. You're not the expert. You're not performing. You're saying, would you mind? Please, can I? And they give you permission and you can. If they say no, then don't. It's really quite simple. And keep checking your heart. i just aware of the time. Thirdly, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. We're doing barbecues. There's one coming up in a couple of weeks' time. There's one in Dunorland Park. We've got picnics. There's food galore. It's not just because we like eating that we do. And eating together is a really good thing to do. But we actually want to be a massive blessing to our community. We want to say, in Jesus' name, we love you. In Jesus' name, you're blessed. In Jesus' name, you're welcome to join us at this party. And we're saying, we've done this for you. And that's the reason we're doing all of that. But there will be a bit of... um, Work required to get the barbecues going. One of them that we're going to use is a big charcoal barbecue. So that's, I mean, this is a completely sexist stereotype, but that's proper man cooking, isn't it? You know, if there's real fire going on, that's proper man cooking. We know, really, fellas, that all the real cooking's done in the kitchen before we get it out to the barbecue sometimes. And you just go, yep, yeah, right, look at that. It's got a bit smoky and, and now I've put the cooked food on the barbecue and it's just smokified, isn't it? And you bring it in and there's shouts and cheers and you go, yes, I'm triumphant because I've managed to smoke a bit of food. That might be not how it works in your house, but that's what I do, obviously. Um, you can see how well practiced I was at that. Um, but there's a lot of work going on to get the barbecue just to the right temperature because you don't want it too hot where the flames are uh, kind of high, otherwise we get cremated sausages we were hearing about earlier. You don't want it too low, then you get Food poisoning, and that's not great either. So you want this kind of ideal mix where actually the the barbecue's been really, kind of lots of flames, and then it's died down again, but it's still hot. But there's a moment when I guess it, or a period of time when it just tips into uselessness, as even your marshmallows on the stick, you know when you're finished and there's a marshmallow being passed around, and even that's struggling to get warm. And you need to fan into flame what's there. And for some of us, it's a day to fan into flame, again, because something's dying. And there's embers, it's not lost, all hope is not lost. There's embers, there's a bit of coal there that's still warm, but it's a day to fan into flame what God has given. And I want you to notice, See, when I read this, I I always thought immediately of Revelation 2, of the church where the risen Jesus says to them in in the book of Revelation, "You, you don't love me as you once did. Your love has grown cold because that's a challenge that the Holy Spirit can bring to our hearts from time to time and he does to mine. And he says, Stuart, do you love me as much as you once did? And I have to look in my own heart and sometimes I say, no, no, not in this season. I've been preoccupied with other things. No, not in this season. I don't think I do. And then God and I get that sorted out. Well, mainly I get that sorted out with God's help. He doesn't need sorting out. Uh, but there's that challenge, but I, and I thought of that immediately. But you know, this isn't about love. It's not even about faith. This isn't even about doubt. It's not as if Timothy's been doubting and going through a prolonged period of doubt because Paul writes just before this passage about how his faith is strong. What this passage is about is the gift of God needs fanning into flame. It's not his love. It's not his faith. It's just he's not using the gift that God's given him. So, this is a challenging word because the Holy Spirit can challenge us about our love and our faith, but actually, today it's wow, it's just about gifts. And maybe it's going to hit many of us as we realize that God may have given us a gift and we're just not using it. And it might have been some years. And, and today's a day to fan it into flame. Let me just help us wonder what might have caused our gifts. need fanning into flame. Maybe we've got to a point where we've thought it's someone else's turn now. I'm done. It's just someone else's turn. And and that can be a really good thing because you can hand something on but equally it can be a really slightly negative thing because sometimes you're just tired, worn out and you've gone, do you know what? Someone else can do that. I'm done. I don't think the gifts of God get taken away. They might get reapplied in a different way and you might not serve in a position that you once held, but you can find other ways to use those gifts in, in different measure and different ways to be a blessing. I don't think the gifts of God get taken away in that way. And today, for you, might be a day to fan that into flame again. The gifts of God aren't limited by age or race or geography, newness or longevity. Maybe you've been discouraged because things didn't work out as you thought. Maybe you thought those gifts, you tried using them, and uh, they didn't work as they thought, and, and I want to say today's a day to fan into flame what you've trusted God for, what you've imagined for, what you've hoped for. Maybe you got afraid of what others would think, of what would happen if it all went wrong. If you, you tried it once and, and you then kind of, you've shrunk back again, and I want to just put up the, le- the next verse, which is, I think, directly connected with this. Look, that's the first verse, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on my hands. Secondly, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gave us power, love, and self-discipline. And today I want to call it out of some people here. I want to call it out and say, let's not be timid. Let's not try and do this in our own strength. We're talking about God's power, not ours. Let's not try and do it to impress people. We're doing it to love people. That's in there too. And we're having to do it as a discipline because this is going to take a choice to trust God again. My time's gone. I'm going to finish by saying this. There are many things which can stop us using the gifts God wants to give. But he's given them to bless us. He's given them so that we can bless others. They're given through prayer, through the laying on of hands, this variety of gifts that are given with power, love, and self-discipline that we might use them to be a blessing. But I believe there are people in this room and I'll count myself in your number. Who God has deposited things in our hearts. And we've even said, God, would you do this in my life and through me? And then we've not followed through on it. Or we've tried and we've backed off. And I believe God's speaking today and saying today's the day to fan into flame the gift of God. Dave, would you come back to the stage? Is that all right? Nah. Thorn as well, if you're here. It's here. So, there you go. Thank you. Because I want us to pray together. I wonder if we could, as these guys play, if we could just reflect on that verse. I think it's there. Try not to get too distracted by the barbecue. Just think about the verse, and think. Let God speak to your heart. Is that okay? Would you guys play for a minute, just as we reflect? I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come, and to speak to our hearts, and to show us if there are things that He wants us to fan into flame today, as well. As a second, I'm going to ask him to show us if there are gifts that he wants us to ask him for. And remember, they're not for us. We receive them. God gifts us, but it's to be a blessing. So it's two things. Number one, do we need today to fan into flame the gifts that God has given? And Number two, are there things that God is calling us to trust him for? the list on the screen fan into flame or one of these gifts let's pray just open up your heart to the Holy Spirit Lord we pray today that in this place you'd speak to us not through a preach though they're good to open up your word but Lord directly and individually that in this moment if there are gifts that you've given that You're saying, I need you to fan that into flame. Would you show us? Would you convict our hearts? Lord, if there have been things that have been getting in your way that we need to lay down before you, whether it's fear or timidity or sin or judgment of others or disunity or whatever it might be, Lord, if there are things in our life that we need to put right with you, I pray that you'd show us. Lord, we don't just want to move on without letting your Holy Spirit do your work in our lives. So we say, Lord, Holy Spirit, come. Show us where we need to lay things down. Show us what we need to fan into flame. And show us those things that you want us to desire for. In Jesus' name. Just let God speak to you in this moment. expecting that God will be beginning to speak to you let's just begin to call out to the Holy to God to the Holy Spirit as well and say, so speak to us come Lord Holy Spirit come some of you will pray in your language whatever that may be your first language that you feel confident in others may want to pray in tongues It's the words that God gives that we can speak spiritually to him. You may want to do that. Let's release a cry to the to, to God today, that he might send the Holy Spirit, that he would speak to us, that he would come among us and lead us. Just for a moment or two, let's all call out together. Begin to cry out. Say, God, would you come in this place? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit, come. Hallelujah, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit come, we worship you, we worship you Lord.